0: Louise McSharry on 2FM.
1: Now it is time for us, my friends, to talk popular culture. We have got a lot to talk about, so I'm going to get straight into it with our guide for today. Esther O'Moore Donahue Hello, Esther.
0: Good morning, Louise. How are you?
1: I am very well. How are you, my friend?
0: <laughs> I am fine. That is good. We are both <laughs> fine. Yeah, I'm great. Thank you very much. Are you
1: really great now? Are you really great? I really want to know. I'm really great. <laughs> are you OK in the pandemic
0: I'm doing no I'm, I'm strong I feel good I feel good okay, I feel good. strong like ox good. thank you I'm
1: very happy to hear that because you know you Wonderful. never know we all have up know. weeks and our down weeks and absolutely um, okay so we've got lots to talk about and unfortunately we first have to talk about the sad death of Helen McRory
0: yeah Helen McCrory people might know her from I mean she's done so much theatre work and she is, she is she is a star but you might know her just in the bullet points from Harry Potter or Peaky Blinders as Polly Gray and she passed away on Friday age 52 so she's very young um, of cancer and she was married to the actor Damien Lewis who is a star in his own right uh, and uh, she left behind two children Man and Gully and uh, yeah I mean it was a it was a real shock she swore friends to secrecy and so it kind of you know Twitter went a bit uh, mad with it on Friday um, but the small morning her husband Damien Lewis wrote a beautiful letter a piece about her in the in the times and I just read it this morning and it was hard not to you know it was really hard not to get through without crying and yeah. um, he said he never knew anyone uh, able to enjoy life as much and I, I think in the letter you can I mean I don't know her and who do we you know these are all people very distant from our everyday lives but it was a beautiful tribute to her and I think you can he, he managed to you know, conveys you know an energy and a yeah. and a joyousness at this woman, um, who seemed to just ring the most out of life. And you know, she did a lot of charity work. She's an OBE, um, and even when she was sick all last year in in isolation, she apparently was helping with the NHS and lots of people did loads of work. So it's you know not just the celebs that we have to, but she she kind of I suppose she brings attention to to different issues. So, um, you know, she seemed to be a, a remarkable remarkable woman.
1: Yeah, she really did. I thought it was really beautiful in the piece that Damien Lewis wrote, and um, where he talked about. Uh, about, you know, the last year when she's been sick and, uh, you know, the way she kind of still was true to herself within that sickness and the way that she spoke to her children and told her children not to be sad because... Don't be sad because even though I'm about to snuff it, I've lived the life I want to. And he finishes the piece by saying that... um, uh, her greatest and most exquisite act of bravery and generosity had been to normalize her death. She shown mm. no fear, no bitterness, no self-pity, only armed us with the courage to go on and insisted that no one be sad because she is happy. And that I think that is incredible. That's the part that nearly got me, to be honest. Because, you know, when you think about you know, being someone who is terminally ill and, and you know, spending that final year of your life trying to prepare your family so that they can be happy when you go. I mean, oh God, I actually can't even talk about it anymore. It's no, too much. It's upsetting. It's it is much. really upsetting. But she sounds spectacular. And what a loss, certainly to her craft and to everyone who knew her by the sounds of things. Um, then, I mean, staying, I suppose, with British acting and British theatre, let's talk about the BAFTAs. I actually kind of didn't even realise that they'd happened.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, they, they, I think it was the first like big award ceremony that was, I mean, I mean, we had the Golden Globes, but I think in award ceremony circles, they're not, they're kind of like the discount award ceremony, apparently, you know, amongst, amongst the celebs. But the BAFTA was the first big kind of prestigious award ceremony that was done remotely and sort of, yeah, I mean, there's so much going on, Louise, it's hard to keep up with the BAFTA awards, yeah. you know, it's, it's tricky. Like you said, you've up day down days and you're like, oh, the BAFTAs are on, you're like, okay. um. But yeah, they were, they were on last week and uh, there was, you know, lots of, um. There was lots of great work being um uh, 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 being recognised, et cetera, but We'll start off with the Liam Payne's maybe performance. Um, he he danced with himself. <laughs> there was a there was a Leem Liam Payne's holographic performance, and I think there was you know there was it was like the Esther of the Office was asked to design the hologram hologram, and uh, they were like yeah yeah okay that's fine. So it was a base sort kind of a Grand Theft Auto. There was maybe no shading on the on, or no shading on the um the character, but it was kind of funny. So people lost their minds about that, and of course, uh, One Directioners will defend. An ex One Directioner to the to the end. So some people just one person said uh, one word to describe Liam Payne's performance at BAFTAs magnificent so there you go you know there's an audience for everything I suppose it's kind of funny
1: well I just think it's funny that I mean first of all I'm not so sure about holograms in general I just don't think they're really delivering in the way that people want them to at the moment the technology perhaps isn't quite there but then aside from that like if you you know with a hologram you could hologram anyone or anything like the world (laughs) is your oyster and what do they hologram another Liam Payne
0: (laughs) you think you can't handle one Liam Payne how about two (laughs) Yeah, uh,
1: it's a twofer. Yeah, gas. Not since Kim Kardashian's dad at her birthday. That's
0: that's what I was thinking. I mean, I mean, I know it didn't work out for Kim and Kanye, but he sort of did a better job with Rob Kardashian Senior. Yeah. that, that was. This was not of that quality. It was huh. like they decided last Thursday, let's just do this, and they were like, yeah, send in that file. That's grand. That'd Maybe be grand.
1: Kanye had a bigger budget than Liam Payne's record label or whoever. I think it slightly. is paid for that. Yeah,
0: I think slightly, ever so slightly. Yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, people lost their minds about that, and um, but there was uh, lots of. Um, lots of winners, of course, of course, Esther. So many, but Land <laughs> took home four awards. There were lots of winners, Louise, and there were some losers as well. Thank you. <laughs> Whoa, print that. Print it. Lead with that. Thank you. Nomad uh, so Land. *Nomadland* yeah. uh, took home four awards: Best Film, Best Actress for Frances McDormand, uh, Richard E. Grant accepted that on her behalf, Best Director for Chloe Zhao, and Best Cinematography. Uh, Chloe Zhao was the only. It was only the second uh, woman to win Best Director and the first um, woman of color to win Best Director, um, and so I mean the Oscars are coming up soon, so I'm sure it, it will do it will do well there as well. Yeah, she um, seems to
1: be doing well across awards season.
0: Yeah and it looks really interesting it's going to be out the film in Nomadland uh, is going to be out on the 21st of May mm. um, although I think Irish people we're going to talk about it in, in a little while Irish people are looking forward to a different film we'll talk about that in a moment <laughs> uh, taking place in May but that's going to be out the 21st of May it sounds really interesting a woman in her 60s who lost everything in the Great Recession embarks on a journey across America so uh, that's Frances McDormand's character yeah. Um, so yeah Anthony Hopkins won leading actor over the late Chadwick Boseman in The Father um, uh, yeah there were lots going on so it was the first time it was kind of this big this as i said this big prestigious award ceremony and I kind of, maybe it didn't, it kind of came and went, but um, yeah, You I mean, I've never, I've, I think it, they did a good effort and my, my assessment it was well, good, so.
1: It's been such a weird year though for films and stuff because obviously the cinema isn't there, so we haven't been able to go and see the films. And one thing I think that's been interesting with the cinema being closed, when the cinema's open, you get all the advertising and there's kind of a tone about certain films and yeah. you kind of go, oh, that's a big film, that's a big Oscar film or whatever. But I feel like films aren't being marketed in the same way at the moment, so Films kind of appear on Netflix or Amazon or something, and it might be a film that would have been like a big release in the cinema, but you kind of don't even realize that it is. So it's almost an equalizer. It's like everything's on equal footing. And I have That's found with, true, yeah. with the nominations, I've kind of been like, oh, I haven't even heard of that. Um, and it's a big yeah. film, apparently.
0: And a film, I think, did you watch it at the weekend? The uh, bouquet, backray won the Rising Star category in the Baptist for the film Rocks. That's on Netflix. Esther. So it's. And that, I watched it yeah. on
1: Friday, and I it destroyed me, like fully destroyed me. It is so good, but she is incredible in it. Uh, rocks on Netflix, but honestly, I was not emotionally prepared for it. Um, yeah, it's very good, um, but it's interesting
0: like that. Like so, that's just on Netflix. This you yes. know, this really heavy and powerful film, and then uh, yeah, you're right. because so we don't have all that kind of the the film propaganda before yeah. had to kind of get us in the frame of mind this is a worthy film and have you seen that we're like no yeah. I'm sitting in my pajamas watching this yeah. you know feat of great artistry and um, so yeah
1: yeah and yeah. um, so he mentioned there that there's another film that Irish viewers are looking forward to and there was a lot of back and forth about this this week we are talking of course about the seminal piece of piece of <sighs> film that is Wild Mountain Time
0: yes we lost our minds for Wild Mountain Time so. Okay, here, again, here's what we know. Here's what we know, <laughs> Louise, I love.
1: Just, just I love... before, actually, before we get into it, uh-huh. I have a little clip here so people can get oh, the brilliant. flavor. Once upon a time, there were two farms. The Muldoon farm where Rosemary lived and right down the road was my farm where my son Anthony asked his lonely question of the stars. Why did you make me so? <laughs> Rosemary Muldoon. Yeah! He sought it with love
0: there's these green fields and there's us whatever that is it holds me here
1: oh, when he says those things
0: waiting for that one
1: what are you waiting for
0: me <laughs> yeah, i don't wait i
1: do like that
0: oh, <laughs> we should come in the oh
1: god a wild night uh, time when he says
0: those things louise <laughs> <laughs> and the way he might Walk- look at you
1: christopher walken doing <laughs> Even the way he it's, says Muldoon is weird.
0: Oh, god. Oh, it's yeah. weird. Things that I like about Ireland. Here we go. <laughs> but we're going to, it's really going to give us a little boost when we watch it because I mean, we lost our minds over the trailer. Yeah. It is a real, we'll say a turd burger. I think that's the official filmographic <laughs> way to describe that. It is a real stinker, Magoo. But anyway, the film got a, finally got a release date uh, earlier in the week. But they were going to keep it away from us. They were going to just release it in the UK. However, in a dramatic U-turn, the film will now land here on the 30th of April, just in time for the May Bank Holiday weekend. Mm. So, let it rain, let it do what it may, because we are going to watch this film. Um. So yeah, the film starring starring Jamie Dornan, uh, Jordan Dornan, and Amy, Emily Blunt. Um. Terrible accents, but we could get to enjoy it. Um. Together, thankfully, it did feel uh, for a
1: minute like they were they didn't want us to see it. You know, for a minute it felt like we just can't face yeah. The Irish I don't think
0: I don't think they know how the internet works, Louise. I, I think they might have just been. <laughs> I think they might be like, oh, they're not going to see this. Let's just put in the UK. That's miles away. Different countries, like they're different countries. See, we understand they're different countries. And we're yeah. not going to show it in Ireland, but um, so they people were like, why not us? Show us. We want to see it. Uh, so they they gave this overly um kind of very formal press release saying, given the recent uncertainty about vaccine rollout and no confirmation of when cinemas will reopen, Lionsgate have decided to release one. Mountain time on premium video on demand in Ireland the same time as the UK so you know they're kind of you yeah. know trying to blind us with science here using yeah. long words trying to make it very official but they were just like oops uh, mm-hmm. let's just let's just fire that out at them so that again that's another way we're going to watch it premium video on demand so I don't know how that's going to be it's going to be a dedicated uh, website or will it be through um, one of the apps but yeah, uh, yeah we'll see it's uh, it's really funny really funny and also in that press release it said Wild Mountain captures the romance lyricism and transcendent beauty of the Irish country countryside in an extraordinary love story between two lonely souls we're not going to be watching it for the two lonely souls we are just going to be hooting and hollering and uh yeah i can't wait wait. i'm
1: not sure i can do it (laughs) i don't know if i can do it and like my husband and I have this argument all the time I love to watch bad things like Uh I love to watch things that I'm like oh this is trash but I enjoy it my husband is just like why would you watch something bad when you can watch something good Like for the joy for for the joy because it's fun but but I still don't know know if I could do (laughs) this
0: But you know what, maybe something like this really could be extra enjoyable. It's really you want to watch it in a group. Like yes. if you could watch well, it in, the on your house yeah. and just absolutely rip the Michael out of it. Yes. That would be, that's more funny. Like we're all going to be on Twitter with the sneer like, oh, yeah. did you see this bit? You know, we're watching it. Yeah. But in a group, that's where it's most enjoyable. Yeah. But again, <laughs> hello pandemic. So um, yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there.
1: We'll get there, Esther. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, we've still got lots more to talk about, but we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk. Well, we have to talk about Chad Hanks. I mean, it's just a necessary conversation. Yes. So I'll talk to you in a minute, Esther.
0: <laughs> radio. Louise
1: McSherry
0: on 2FM.
1: Jesse, Ware and Remember Where You Are on 2FM. Such a gorgeous song. Can i going to listen to that album on my way home. I think if I decide to turn the radio off, sometimes I find it hard to not listen to the radio. Anyway, that's just a little insight into my thrilling life. Um, now we are talking pop culture with Esther O'More Donoghue. Hello, Esther.
0: Hello, Louise.
1: Now we have to talk about Chet Hanks. Who is Chet Hanks for people who don't know?
0: Exactly. Well, I would like to direct people to a piece in Vanity Fair and hats off to the writer, Kenzie Bryant, because she did the equivalent of writing 18 pages front and back on Chet Hanks. And (laughs) it is quite a feat. It is. There's so much detail in this. Chet Hanks, he is one of um, Tom Hanks' sons and he had two uh, children in his first marriage and Chet is one of his, one of the children from his marriage to um, Rita, I was going to say Rita Ora. What's her name? Rita, Tom Hanks' wife. Um, <laughs> so bad. Rita Hanks. <laughs> what is her name? She we does know have name. a different
1: name. I'm getting it now. Don't
0: worry. Okay, okay. Rita Ora. Okay, let's Rita say Rita Wilson. Ora. Rita Wilson. Rita. Rita Wilson. Rita Wilson. Okay. Uh, yes, that's it. So, you know, Chet Hanks is, uh, Tom Hanks says that, you know, when his first two children, they kind of grew up seeing that, you know, Tom Hanks had to go, call him Tom Hanks, full name, had to go out and struggle and kind of find work. And they had that understanding of watching him kind of rise to become this Hollywood star. Whereas maybe Chet and uh, his other uh, child um, kind of grew up in Hollywood. And as normal as he tried to make their lifestyle, they grew up surrounded in this weird way. And Chet Hanks is just a, kind of an unusual character. His current, he, you know, he's an aspiring rapper, actor, he's very into hip hop culture uh, his latest thing is he's coined the phrase white boy summer as a spin off on Megan The Stallion's uh, 2019 hit Hot Girl Summer he wants his fans to tag a vanilla king these are his words and follow a set of rules for white boy summer um, you know just he's it's just odd it's just odd trying. I, so he's, um, he's I
1: have a little clip Esther
0: okay, okay
1: Hot so. boy, white boy summer got your favourite Instagram DM <laughs> and her number Ooh. Hit the strip club by Mike Thunder She let me beat it, I'm a white boy wonder uh. Bad gal, white dandada Rude boy, it's a white boy summer huh? Bad gal, white dandada Rude boy, it's a white boy summer Oh no
0: <laughs> <laughs> Like he grew up in Beverly Hills I He know. is loaded he,
1: he could not be more white as he says White boy summer and yet he's doing This patois accent
0: yeah, he's got he and he's got himself draped in a Jamaican flag and um a woman twerks on his head, then another woman twerks. Yeah, it's just, it's just odd. But I mean, that's just I don't know. He's just grown up with too much money, and I suppose this is his latest thing. He says, you know, it's uh so, it's about respect, and you know, he he loves hip hop culture and black culture and things like that. But it just seems just very odd. I mean, he's and he hasn't had this isn't like he he in twenty fifteen he. Um, defended the use of the N-word saying it was part of hip-hop culture in an Instagram post and then he later came back he got a lot of heat from that he said he only used it amongst friends and then he blamed this later on drug abuse at the time he was in an abusive relationship he was the abuser um, and so he's he's a mystery but he's he's... Yeah, that this writer, I think the most, that's one of the most extraordinary things that got, managed to get this many words out of him. But he's he's trying He's not letting go and he's trying to sell. He's trying to shift merch, I think, on the back of this song. So mm. that is Chet Hanks. A well, rich what's white interesting
1: boy. is that you never really hear Tom Hanks talk about him, which makes me think that when you interview Tom Hanks, you were told no questions about Chet.
0: Oh well, after he When he's at the top of his game, they got he's yeah. I'm sure they shut it down. He's got the best publicists and yeah. It's like don't mention shit. You just but I can only imagine
1: it from Tom Hanks. You know, like there's so no. Many and that's, that, that's what yeah. Other people. That's what's so like baffling is because yeah.
0: he yeah sorry he, he's so um. He's so sorry we're both like yeah. talking if you just would you, would you if you could just let me okay he's like so beloved and everybody you know he when he first got coronavirus It was like oh Tom Hanks if Tom Hanks is like the world's dad and you know and that that bit that Rita Wilson not Aura, and Tom Hanks have managed to create Chet it's it's just it's odd. I mean, the first one of the from his first marriage, uh, he Colin Hanks has got his own line of handkerchiefs or neckerchiefs or something. and uh, but Chad Hanks is out there doing White Boy Summer. It's just like, yeah. okay, yeah. It's a whole so thing. good luck to him.
1: Another whole thing is a Caterpillar Cake Gate.
0: Again. Yes, I think that's what you need to do. We need to go and buy a caterpillar cake when Wild Mountain Time comes out and stuff <laughs> our faces with them and just have a laugh. So if you do not know, you, and if you're having, if you're not having a great time, I suggest you just put Cuthbert into Twitter or online and just see the memes that have come up. Um, well, the story is that uh, it's the ultimate food fight. Colin the Caterpillar in the M&S corner is going to war with the Aldi lookalike look Cuthbert. Um, Marks and Spencers have begun a legal action against Aldi to protect Colin from the Discount uh, supermarkets rival Cuthbert um, which they say is uh, you know affects their brand because it's cheaper and it's not as high quality and it's been masquerading as Colin at birthday parties and on picnics um. they look just ever so slightly different in that way that some of our favourite German discount supermarkets kind of slightly modify well-known brands um, so Cuthbert costs 5 euro Colin is 7 uh, euro and they say that C- uh, Cuthbert's riding on Colin's coattails well people have lost their minds and the memes are coming thick and fast so that is the real winner so you know there's a there's a nun's ice chocolate roll with the caption there are nude images of Cuthbert circulating online there's a giant Cuthbert photo, photoshopped into the Suez Canal and um, there's like you know <laughs> caterpillar lineups with like different fake chocolate caterpillars from different brands you know well, you know is it's just
1: thing, though isn't it that the, it's not just uh Aldi like there's loads of you know Tesco have one like all the supermarkets have oh, one the-
0: they all do them. Yeah. And then there's a, there, actually little Ireland get, had a screenshot of their computer with a search history visible It says insects that look like caterpillars, but aren't. So I think, <laughs> yeah, they all have their own version. But actually, I was looking through, you know, you know, the way they do the rip offs in the different uh, supermarkets. I'm going to give you some versions of what the originals, the main, the well-known brands are and the rip offs. Okay. So we have the classic hunky dories, which the rip off brand is Okie Dokie's. <laughs> excellent we we all know that one shredded wheat the rip off brand is wheat shreds just ever so slightly different penguins their rip off brand is seal bars (laughs) and then palm bears their their, uh, alternative name is teddy faces so they're all at it but M&S have decided to die on this sword and they are I can only imagine the meetings for this but yeah so they're going to bring Aldi they're bringing Aldi to court and We'll just see. This is the real line of duty. This is what line of duty you need to cover. In maybe if they go forward, um, yeah, rip off discount supermarket brands because yeah, it's just it's very amusing, Can Louise. I... I find it very amusing. So I suggest if you are having a bad day, go and search it on on online and you'll you'll
1: laugh. I would like to say I have a child mm-hmm. who is heavily invested in Caterpillar cakes, and having tried some <laughs> imitations. I do uh-huh. feel that Colin is the superior cake. There is a marked difference mm-hmm. in the quality of moisture and taste and general assemblage. <laughs> so, um, you okay. know, okay, okay, I, I, I think it's 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 something worth protecting, in my opinion, frankly. Well,
0: we're not going to call you as a witness to the stand because you are clearly on one side and you are you have your own bias, Louise, and that's fine. That's yeah, fine. Okay, look, I
1: have my opinion. That's all I'm saying. Um, okay, that's correct. Let's yeah. let's talk about Bridgerton because there was a lot of Bridgerton news this week. Week.
0: Yes. So again, I still have not watched Bridgerton, which is terrible, and Aww. I will. I, I did, will. And I, I should have. My uh,
1: it's very enjoyable, Esther. I devoured it. It's just like I just
0: wasn't ready for it at the time. I don't yeah. think same with normal people. I still haven't watched that completely, but what? maybe maybe I'm ready now.
1: Esther. No,
0: I know. I, it was just very heightened at the time, <laughs> Louise. There's a lot even, going how Are you doing this I, slot? I know, but I I've watched some clips. Actually, I, there's no. We'll talk about that another time. Um, I was going to go into a whole different tangent there. We won't go into that about Paul Mescal. But anyway, um. Yeah, so people were very sad that Reggae is is dead. He kind of I don't know if he's gonna be the next James Bond or he his character's dead. He's he's not gonna be in the next series. This is Reggae um, Sean Page, who's sh-
1: the uh, the sexy guy from the big hunk from series. He's one. a sexy guy. Yeah.
0: Yes. So sorry, it's from Bridget in Series One. Um so he has exited already. He's like, Sorry, you didn't lock me down, I'm gonna go off and do something else. Um but Sean DeRime Sean said he's not dead so don't be sad so you never know what could happen um, but in the good news that Bridgerton has been re- renewed for seasons 3 and 4 yeah. so I'm sure they have uh, adapted their contracts to kind of lock everybody in yeah. but people yeah people got upset it's really hard though when your character that you like um, and you've only kind of just got a taste of them have kind of uh, you know have are uh, written out or for whatever reason they come back well, next season looking completely different.
1: From what I've heard the thing about so Bridgerton is based on a, the Regency the, a, a series of books Regency something. Yeah,
0: um, Julia Quinn's yeah, Regency books. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And each series of Bridgerton is supposed to be about a different couple. So like series one was about him and Daphne. But like series two should be about other people so he wouldn't even have really been in it that much anyways what I'm hearing. But I would say and and this is another opinion, okay? I'm just okay, saying. Okay, okay. I would say that I have found, while he is very attractive and I absolutely get the appeal in Bridgerton, outside of Bridgerton, in interviews and the like, I don't, it's not there. The magic is not there. That's what I said to my, my
0: yeah, because people have been advocating strongly in my personal life that I watch Bridget in, Louise, and I have been resisting this because I'd watched a bit. It wasn't, I was like instantly, I was like, no, not, not for me, right, right at this moment. Because then I, and I saw, everyone's go mad about it myself. Yeah, same thing in interviews. I'm like, mm, where, Uwe, le look, yeah, don't see
1: it, but. It's the character. So I wonder, is he going to have as much success? Like they need to be writing sexy characters for him because he's got the physical attributes, but there is a charismatic <laughs> deficit, in my opinion. Uh, when I have in
0: your opinion, elsewhere.
1: that's just in my opinion, you know.
0: That's but he he has a great team. Like as we said a couple weeks ago, he's been on Saturday Night Live, yeah, so his publicist Night is Night Live. working. Huge. Yeah. He's working hard. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, you know what? He could be an absolute ego maniac and we could, he could, the ego can grow. can always happen. Hollywood showbiz can destroy even the most sane and sensible people. So let's see him turn into a terrible monster in a couple of years and be like, <laughs> oh, he's, it, it, it could happen so let's hold out I do it's probably nicer for himself and his own mental health if he kind of stays grounded but he could absolutely just go and say why not I'm well, just going dive into the Hollywood monster
1: We will watch with interest Thank you so much Esther and more Donue Esther where can people find you You can find me at Esther
0: two names on Instagram and uh, recently I wrote something for Row Collective so go and subscribe there and hmm. rock yourselves out
1: There you go thanks so much Indeed. Esther have a great thanks. one Louise Mc on 2fM.